Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. As everyone can see, we are at the O2, ahead of uh, Parker v. Ryder here at the O2 on November 26th. Uh, tickets on sale at AXS.com. Uh, yeah, launch press conference today, expecting, this has been filmed before the press conference, expecting a bit of a needle perhaps? Look, I mean, Zach Parker said a couple of things which I'm hoping John Ryder will nibble on. Zach Parker said he's a uh, Ryder's too small, too small to be a, a super middleweight, and I know like, he had a lot of success against Callum Smith, probably beat him, but Parker thinks that Callum Smith didn't, you know, box properly that night. And, uh, you know, that super middleweights have underestimated John Ryder, and Zach Parker's not going to underestimate him. So I'm hoping. He's also said that um, Ryder's a little bit, a little bit old. 34 now, and uh, he's maybe just passed it a little bit. But to be honest, they're both really nice blokes. So uh, I don't know. I doubt there'll be any needle, to be honest, mate. Well, going into it, I think a lot of people see it as a 50-50 fight, which is obviously great for the fans, and we know what's at stake here. Um, this is essentially a world title fight, because I can't see Canelo boxing the winner of this, if I'm being honest. So, therefore, um, the winner of this will be upgraded to full WBO world champion. Is that how you read it as well? I don't know, because I see what you're saying. But there has been talk in the past of Canelo doing a world tour, right? Where better to come than London? Or actually, no, scrap that. Where better than Pride Park for Canelo Alvarez to make his UK debut? And uh, this is something that Zach Parker's dreamed about. Look, you're smirking. Are you having us on here a little bit? Or... Look, I mean, look, with, with Canelo, he's, he's talked about a world tour, right? Eddie Hearn's talked about a world tour. They, they've all talked about it. That's what superstars do. And so far, he hasn't done the UK. Golovkin's done the UK. A lot of, a lot of top fighters do the UK. He hasn't. That's got to be on his bucket list at this point in his career. He's, what, 32, 33 years old? He's not got long left. He's sort of done everything. What's left? It's the same sort of thing as, as Anthony Joshua, really. You sort of get to this stage, you've made all your money. Um, I don't know how many huge legacy-defining fights are out there now for Canelo. So free roll. Go around the world. Go you know, go China. Go and fight someone there. Do, do what you like. But come over to, uh, to the UK. Come to Pride Park. And uh, Zach Parker's waiting for you. 
I'm sure any UK fight fan will be uh, over the moon if Canelo came in and faced the winner of, of Parker Ryder. But I only say that because there are the likes of Benavidez, the Charlos, um, Dimitri Bivol rematch in the States, which obviously are bigger fights for Canelo. Does he want those fights? Does he need those fights? Does, does he actually want to fight Bivol again? Does he need that in his life? Or Because a lot of people are writing that loss off, loss off as he dared to be great. Um, Bivol was too big, and that's the reason he lost. Okay, so with that being the case, stick at super middleweight. So who have you got at super middleweight? David Benavides. He's the guy crying, screaming out for the fight. The other week, Canelo's saying he's not fighting Mexicans, right? So that rules out Benavides. That also rules out Gilberto Ramirez, who, who's up at light heavyweight, I know, but it'd be a monster fight. So you're left with the PBC guys. Charlo, great fight. He's at middleweight at the moment, but I'm sure he'd, he'd yeah. jump up for the fight. So that's the one. Uh, Plant, he's already beaten. So it feels like it's Charlo, right? Um, maybe Errol Spence if, if he jumps up, but he'd have to go over to PBC and st start working with them. All I'm saying is, Zach Parker's over here, John Ryder's over here, and um, I'm sure they'd, uh, they'd be very interested in the fight, and it might tick a box for Canelo Alvarez. Okay. We shall see. And in terms of the undercard, we know uh, Dennis McCann's in a, a Commonwealth title fight against Joe Ham. also Hamza Shiraz on the card, Sam Noakes, um, a few other stars from the Queensbury stable. So yeah, just talk to me quickly about the undercard. Hamza, we haven't uh, announced his opponent yet, but uh, it will be a defence of his title that he won. Last time out, he's uh, he's punching hard. He's he's looking the part, and he will he will have a keen eye on what happens with Denzel Bentley against Yannibek. Uh, Imagine Bentley wins that, right? Brings the title back. Then you have got a huge fight, a huge fight over here. Probably do this place right with Bentley and Shiraz. Um, so he'll keep a keen eye on that. He's he's building his his way up. Dennis McCann is in the biggest fight of his career. There's there's no doubt about that. Joe Hand is a uh, a veteran of the game, former Team GB. He's only been beaten by, by good guys uh, in the super bantamweight division. N never been stopped. So you've got Dennis McCann there, who's hitting hard right now. And he'll be looking to make a statement and win his first you know, sort of notable title in the Commonwealth title. Um, so looking forward to that. And um, Mitchell Sam Noakes, he's also in a, in a Commonwealth title fight. Again, biggest fight of his career. He's 9-0 and with nine knockouts. He's been saying for a while he wants to get to 10. He's this close. Let's get to 10. And if he, if he can beat Calvin McCord, who's unbeaten, he's 12-0. It's a, it's a big, big statement. The other one I want to say, Pierce O'Leary, right? So he, he's unbeaten, 10-0, super lightweight. He's fighting for the WBC International title on this show. Don't know the opponent yet, but I'm sure that will get announced. That title, it doesn't sound like much, but if you look at it, look like down the past, it's been held by Miguel Cotto, Ricky Hatton, Paulie Malinagi, like Victor Postal more, more recently. So it's a, it's a good sort of stepping stone fight, and he's, uh, he's going places too. Okay, we look forward to it. Of course, on the same night, Dev, um, at Wembley Arena, Matram are going with Dillian White, which will be on DAZN. On BT at the O2 here will be Parker v Ryder. So your thoughts on a show clash, and also Sky and Boxer, I know, we're going to go in, on the same night in London, but they've moved their show to the Sunday. But yeah, your thoughts on that show clash? It's never ideal, is it? But... I think there's a you're sort of running out of Saturdays in the year. There's World Cup coming up as well. There's Christmas, so everyone's got to everyone's got to do their thing and everyone's got to eat. I'm sure uh, people will be excited to see Dylan White. I want to see Dylan White back. I want to see what he can do. I don't know much about this Franklin fella, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure it will do well. It's unfortunate that the the show clashes, but um, I'm sure you can you can watch the zone on your on your mobile or something while you watch BT on the telly. 
Okay, uh, let's move on to December 3rd, a few weeks or three. Let's start with the positives and then maybe come on to some further criticism uh, that fight's received since the press conference the other day at Tottenham. So, um, yeah, 50,000 tickets reportedly sold. That was a, of a few days ago. Do you know anything further on that front, tickets-wise? I've just heard it's ticking along. Like, we, we've, you know, 50,000 on the first day is, is a huge statement from Tyson Fury um, for a fight that it's been has mixed reviews. I, I, I'll say in in terms of the the reception of it, but I don't know how many times he's gonna he's gonna fight in the UK anymore. You just you don't know. He said ten the other day, but he said he was retiring the other month, so you you don't know. So try and see him while he's while he's about. And if he's putting a, on a stadium fight against Derek Chisora, a guy that you know, clearly people are are gonna are gonna go along to that. It's, it's a big occasion. Whenever Tyson Fury fights. It's a big occasion. We've got one of the best fighters in the world right now, and he can actually say he's he's the best heavyweight in the world. A lot of people say that that is the case. So cherish him. Enjoy it. Come along. I guess uh, if you want to look at it as a positive, um, as Chisora being a viable opponent of Tyson Fury, we heard Frank's justification the other day going through the rankings. Also, I think another element is the fact that uh, Chisora up a really good performance against Usyk in, in many people's opinions. He's just beaten Kubrat Pulev in his last fight. Um, and obviously, Eddie Hearn was previously saying that he believes he'd beat Deontay Wilder, who many recognise as the second best heavyweight in the world, second or third Deontay Wilder. So I guess those are the positives um, if you look at Chisora as an opponent for Tyson Fury. You've, you've said it all right there. All, all my sort of key selling points, you've just, just sort of taken them. But but yeah, look, that is, that is particularly true. And Derek Chisora, right... People were saying we should fight Wilder after that. If we'd have made Joyce versus Chisora or Dubois versus Chisora, probably would have been all right. Or if Tyson hadn't have boxed Chisora in the past, you probably wouldn't have got any any sort of criticism. It's only because they've boxed twice in the past. Chisora is a world-ranked heavyweight, a top 10 heavyweight in the world, coming off a career-best win. Um, and the fights that they've had in the past, the, the thing that I will point out is Neither of them are really the same guy anymore. This is no longer Del Boy, this is war. And the Tyson Fury that boxed Derek Chisora eight years ago doesn't really box like he boxes now. He boxes in a way that actually probably suits Chisora a bit more. So there is intrigue there. I still believe Tyson Fury is going to win. And ultimately this fight has been made because Tyson couldn't get Usyk in December. He couldn't get Joshua in December. He went down the list. Fighters are fighting here, fighting there. And you go to the most marketable guy that's available to do a stadium with, who is coming off a win. I'd imagine if he'd have lost to Pulev, he wouldn't be in the run for this fight. So he's coming off a win, his tail's up, go and do the fight. What's your response or argument to people say Tyson Fury is the WBC champions, use the WBC rankings, not the box rec rankings? Yeah, I mean, but but I mean, who's who's in there? Who's in the WBC rankings that that he could fight? I know Ruiz is. He's highly ranked, but he's meant to be fighting um, Wilder. Frank Sanchez, I know, just fought, but he's in the rankings. I think Bacoli's in the rankings. Yeah, so Frank Sanchez just fought. But yeah, you, you go down, you, you start finding your Bacolis of the world. Yeah, there's this Arsenalek fella that Boxing King Media's like really high about. There's Kosa Butsky. You have to be realistic as well, though. You have to be realistic, yeah. right? So Michael Hunter's in there. Yeah, but I think Michael Hunter's got a contract to fight. Another fury, so I'm not sure how available he was. But ultimately, look, they'd have looked at this list. All of these factors would have been considered. Who's available? Who's knocking about? And who do people know? Everyone knows Derek Chisora. 
50,000 tickets being sold on, on the first day tells you everyone knows Derek Chisora. So you've got, you've got to go with it. And look, in the backdrop of all of this, we should see Fury versus Oleksandr Rusik for all the belts uh, in the first quarter of next year. So um, there's a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow. Come with us on this journey. Let's see Tyson Fury hopefully you know, put on a great performance uh, at Sold Out Tottenham, December 3rd, and go on to pick up every single belt in the heavyweight division, apart from Daniel Dubois, by the way, um, in the first quarter of, of next year. Simon Jordan is getting uh, an ever-growing voice in boxing by the day, it seems. He just seems to be terrorising everyone. <laughs> every day, I just see him send someone to hell. So, yeah. Well, he's been very critical about this fight between Fury and Chisora. Have you seen his comments and your thoughts on his comments? What, what are the latest comments? No, not latest, but just when the fight was announced and as the fight was going to get announced, he was extremely critical of it. Yeah, look, there has been criticism, but I, I'm not sure... Um, look, I'm certainly not going to be taking on Simon Jordan. I'm not going to make any mistakes like that. Goodness me. But, um, yeah, look... I, I hear what you're saying. I, I hear what people are saying. And ultimately, he wanted Usyk. He couldn't get him. He wanted Joshua. He couldn't get him. So you go to the most marketable kind of next guy who's av available and you land on Derek Chisora. Unfortunately, they've already boxed twice, um, which doesn't help. But they are different guys to what they were eight years ago. So let's, let's see. And it's heavyweight boxing. One punch. How many times have you seen Derek Chisora just bang someone out with one punch, right? He's, he's been doing it recently. You just never know. Tyson Fury's been down four times in recent fights, up and down. You never know. Thoughts on the picture yesterday with uh, jo Joyce and uh, Usyk at the WBO convention? Oh, it's a good picture, mate. I, I will, uh, I'll be very vocal on this. I believe that Joe Joyce would drown Alexander Usyk right now. Um, nothing's going to change my mind until I, until I see that fight, until I'm proved otherwise. I know they boxed semi-pro. They boxed in the, in the World Series of Boxing. I'm aware of that. It was 5-0, pretty much, 10 years ago. Joe Joyce had only been boxing a, a few years, and he is nowhere near the monster that he is now. You can say, sure, Usyk is nowhere near the monster he is now as well. But that adds a layer of intrigue. Also, more rounds, 12 rounds now, different gloves, not just lighter gloves, but different composition of gloves. These sorts of things favour Joe Joyce heading into a 12-round contest with Alexander Usyk. Derek Chisora proved that you can cut off the ring against Usyk. He had some success in that fight. He's a pressure fighter. Who's uh, probably the biggest pressure fighter in the heavyweight division? Joe Joyce. Sticks it right on you from the first bell. Doesn't let you breathe. Joe Parker couldn't get any, uh, any respect from Joe Joyce. I would imagine Joe Parker hits harder than Alexander Usyk. Proper heavyweight, right? And he couldn't get his respect. So I don't believe that Alexander Usyk will get his respect. He will have to dance around for 12 rounds and keep away. And my belief is he won't be able to keep away. That's, that's my, my kind of case for, for Joe Joyce beating Alexander Usyk. And um, people read too much into this, this amateur stuff. You know, he's already, he's already beaten 5 0 in the amateurs. Okay, well, Sean Porter already beat Alexander Usyk in the amateurs. I would back Usyk to beat Sean Porter if they box now. Now it is what I'm saying. Let's see the fight properly. And uh, I, I think Usyk would, I don't think he'd have any problem taking it. I know he's made these comments, he said, like, uh, he's like he said it in jest, right? He didn't yeah. mean it literally. He was, yeah, it was sort of, he was joking sort of thing. And he said, I'm going to focus on the belts, which is fine because we all want to see Fury versus Usyk. But Joe Joyce is there, he's waiting. He is the elephant in that room, and he can beat any of them on his night. 
Just last one before I let you go, I interviewed Will Harvey recently of 258 Management and they've predominantly been known for working solely with Matram in the past. Since Boxer and Sky came into the market, they've done deals with them uh, quite frequently. So it's the first time um, a 258 fighter will be on a Frank Warren show in terms of Derek Chisora on December 3rd. So I was asking Will, could we see more uh, collaborations between 258 and Queensbury? And he said they're, they're open to working with every promoter and they want to do further work. So yeah, your thoughts on that? Look, I, I'm sure that it would probably be the start of something quite nice. I mean, look, they seem like good lads. They seem like good guys. Um, George and Frank, you know, George in particular is, is dealing with, with a lot of the 258 kind of stuff. He was leading the, the negotiations from this side uh, on the Queensbury side on the, the whole Joshua fight. They all seem to get on okay. So I don't see any reason why they won't be able to like see that, you know, move, moving into the future. 258 will always have fighters and they, they probably won't want to just have fighters with one promoter. Hence, they're using Boxer a little bit more now as well. So it makes sense. We're, we're a, a wonderful home for, for any prospect coming through, for any, any fighter on any level, actually. As you can see, we've got Tyson Fury all the way down to the, the brightest prospect in, in Dennis McCann as well. So across all the levels, we're, we're a good home. And I'd, I'd imagine 258 see that. So, um, yeah, could be the start of something. And they've got a great MC as well. There, Sani, <laughs> thank you very much for your time on IFL TV. And uh, we'll speak soon. No worries. Cheers, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.